They open the gate. Suddenly you're free. Or are you? My guest today, Zachary Babcock, left prison in 2014 and got into entrepreneurship because he didn't, frankly, have many other options. He was just some ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought to whom nobody gave the time of day. Today, Zachary shares how he became founder and CEO of Underdog Empowerment. Welcome. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast today. I'm really excited today. I have uh, someone I've been following for a long time on social media, super cool guy. Um, his name is Zachary Babcock. He is the founder and CEO of a movement called Underdog Empowerment, and uh, really excited to chat with him today. Zachary, welcome to the show. Welcome to Off My Duff. Duff, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm excited. Hey, that's great. No, I'm, I'm excited too. I was just giggling with you offline. Can I say that word, giggling? That doesn't sound like the right word, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that you're making me nervous looking at me because I've, I've been watching your podcast. I've been watching your YouTube videos. You've been at this game for a little while. Um, you're doing a good job. I really like it. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. You should go back and look at my first beginning videos. Oh, they're, they're atrocious. It makes me cringe whenever I watch them. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, that's a good, it's a good segue to uh, my first question for you today, because uh, my listeners are folks that are kind of just at that beginning starting out phase. Um, you know, part of our show is just in the name itself is, you know, I got to get off my rear end and get started on something. And so a lot of my listeners are kind of at that early stage. They're procrastinating, maybe they're just trying to struggling to figure out the best way to start. And like you said, um, sometimes when we start out, it's not perfect. So, oh man. Yeah. How did you get started in this game? What was your, what got you going here with, with underdog empowerment? Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's such a great, uh, thing to bring up because that's what stops a lot of people. You know, like I help a lot of people, uh, launch their podcasts. And one of the main, one of the main fears of it is like, ah, oh, I'm going to suck. I don't know if I could do this, blah, blah, blah. And, and I get it, you know, but, um, here's the thing, man, we, we all suck. You're, you're going to suck when you start something every time. Like when you came out the womb and you tried walking for the first time, you sucked, you fell repeatedly hundreds of times over and over, but you weren't like, Oh, you know, this walking thing's not for me. I'm just gonna, you know, crawl around for the rest of my life. And like, right. you figured it out and you've developed that skill over time. And then eventually you got so good that you could walk and chew bubble gum. It's kind of the same with, uh, with podcasting, shooting videos, all that. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, man. Uh, but dude, I got started, dude. Uh, you know, after I came home, I, you know, I did a bunch of time in prison being a knucklehead growing up. And then when I got my stuff together, uh, when I missed on the, my, the birth of my twin sons and decided to, you know, take responsibility for my life, 
got an entrepreneurship, did network marketing for about two years, uh, then moved on because it wasn't really my, my thing, man. And, um, I started getting to content creation and, uh, you know, helping people that wanted to get into entrepreneur. I, I, that, that just drew me in, but I didn't, I didn't have the skills yet and I didn't even know anything about business, but I wanted it bad enough. And so I started work on developing those skills and, um, it was, uh, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of, a couple of years of really just bashing my head into brick walls, just throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks at one point. Uh, but eventually, you know, we started getting some traction by staying consistent with it. Ah, so consistency is really key. I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, uh, uh, with the mentors that I've had, uh, just that consistency is something that you see all the time. Uh, but, you know, you are mentioning earlier, you had kind of a screw up when you first started out. And I think like for people, we all like to hear those early screw ups, you know, like what was, is there a story there? It sounds like there's a story there somewhere, something you can think about that was kind of funny that happened that you look back on, you're like, man, I can't, I can't believe I did that. Oh can my you? God. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's plenty of them. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll just pick one, but there's right. plenty of examples too. But like for an example though, if you go to my YouTube channel, uh, Zachary Babcock, and you go to my oldest videos and watch them, uh, like the how-to videos, I literally, because it's different having just like a conversation with someone versus speaking into a camera. Right. It, it's even different speaking on state, like they're all different mediums. Uh, so it's kind of weird, you know, and like for me, it was like, it was like so scripted and like staged and, um, and it just wasn't like a, uh, you know, a genuine conversation like we're having right now. Right. And so like I would even script out my entire videos, which took forever in a day. And then on top of that, they were so cheesy and you could tell that I was reading from a script that, um, yeah, it was just, it was horrible. I watch them and I'm like, Oh man, I, I should delete this. But the only reason why I keep it up is so we could talk about it like we're doing right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what I love about podcasting is you can just have a natural conversation, you know, and just let it flow. And I, and I can tell that you're, you know, you're really good at that. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, real quick too, if I, if I could add, yeah. um, like an actionable item that you could take away from that is like, even if you're doing like a podcast uh, by yourself right. or, or making videos or any other type of content, um, instead of scripting it out, I would just make bullet points, like literally one or two word bullet points that you know what you're going to talk about. And then you could look at it. So you're staying on track, but then you could talk a couple minutes about each one with ease because you know that much of the subject matter. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, and I was just at a, a conference where we were, we had like a 90 minute presentation, 90 second presentation. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I think uh, what I learned from that experience is uh, imperfect is perfect. I mean, that's kind of the way of the world today, right? Just don't focus on being perfect. Being imperfect is actually the new perfect. So um, I can kind of tell that's part of your your thing, you know, if you're telling people to do that and just put it out there. I think the one that you're talking about was, um, what were your early YouTube videos called? I remember I was watching a video where you were talking about that. Yeah. So like, uh, one of my, er it wasn't the very first one, but believe it or not, it's my most viewed YouTube video. It's got like 25,000 views on it. And the reason why is because I ranked it for the keyword maturity and it like ah. pops up in the first like 10 and that's like a highly, uh, searched, uh, keyword. So, uh, that's one of them, uh, how to develop maturity, I think is an actual name of it. But, um, if you go and look like you could tell it's like, 
legit like scripted and like horrible it's like yeah man what are we doing but you know it's cool it's part of the it's part of the growing process and you know if I didn't go through that and if I just never would try it then I would still suck you know it's just you know getting it out there and getting past the growing pains absolutely so I guess like if you were to like um, think about where underdog empowerment is going today like where's where's the business going what kind of stuff you got going on that's kind of cool yeah man um, you, you know I used to be that guy that was trying to do a million different things, right. you know, cause you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you got that shiny object syndrome where you're like, Oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. Da, 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 da. Right. And I want to do this, this, and this, and that's cool to have these lofty goals. But I uh, learned a valuable lesson of just scaling one thing out and then optimizing it and figuring out a way to, uh, you know, get help doing the, the administrative task. And then so you could just focus on what only you could do and then move into the next. But um, it's a great question, man. It, if you don't mind, is it all right if I share uh, why I started Underdog Empowerment in the first place? Yeah, totally. I'd love to hear it. Right on. And one last question. Do you cuss on your show or no? <laughs> you can cuss all you want. Right yeah, on. I just no wanted, to be, wanted to be respectful. I didn't want to, <laughs> Authenticity like, is the, the key, right? So yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Sometimes I, I, people tell me I cuss like a celebrity. It's just I get passionate about th certain things, but, uh, yeah, just man. Be um, just before you cuss, I got to say, I got tattoo envy cause like, I want a tattoo. So I I'm liking your tattoo. So there you go. <laughs> you got, you said you got two tattoos. I got tattoo envy actually talking to you. Cause like, I, I love your tattoos are awesome. So yeah, cuss and swear away and it's all good. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I started underdog empowerment. So after I left network marketing, uh, for the next year and a half, I didn't make any money at all. Uh, uh -huh. And was just struggling and was trying to be like a life coach and put out this content. Didn't know anything about marketing, hadn't developed any skills. And um, well, anytime I tried to collaborate with any entrepreneur, um, nobody took me seriously. Right. I was just the ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody wanted to give the time of day to. And, um, and, and I was pissed, man. I was like really upset about that. And I get it everybody judges people like people that say, Oh, I don't judge people. Well, that's a lie because we're hardwired that way to immediately form an opinion of anybody or anything that we come into contact with. We're just, that's, there's, it's impossible not to judge. Yeah. So, so I get it. Uh, you know, that's going to definitely, you know, raise some concerns, but I wasn't going to let that judgment hold me into that box. And I was like, you know, screw that, man. I'm going to go out and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to get what they said that I couldn't have because this is my dream, not theirs. And so out of that pain and frustration, I decided to launch Underdog Empowerment for selfish reasons. First and foremost, obviously, you got to fill your cup before you fill others and also empower other underdog entrepreneurs in the process. And so we launched the podcast. It became a top rated podcast third day. And then next week we had Billy Genius Marketing on the show. So it was crazy, man. We uh, went from in one week's worth of time, nobody wanting to collaborate uh, or do anything. And then the next week we're interviewing celebrities. So that was the the power of the podcast and kind of the whole um, way to to start off it's for that entrepreneur which I feel like any entrepreneur can kind of relate that that feels like they have their back up against the wall they don't necessarily have to be like broke or just starting out you could be you could be doing great in your business but you have these lofty goals this this intense vision but everybody's counting you out they don't believe that you're gonna make it happen they might even be laughing at you but none of that matters because you're committed to leveling up to actualizing your dream and getting that respect that you crave so that was a whole um, the whole mission behind it still is uh, but yeah there's a lot of a lot of cool things that we're moving into now that we're kind of nice. uh, built
built a nice foundation to it. And sorry for the long-winded answer too. <laughs> no, it's all good. Actually, I'm, I'm curious, I, before I ask you kind of where things are going, like where things are heading for you, um, I totally get what you're saying around the judgment thing. Like we all have these things that we carry. I mean, in your case, you had that experience of being in prison and going, taking that to rubbing, rubbing elbows. I always get expressions wrong. It's elbows or shoulders. I forget, but you're <laughs> rubbing them with, <laughs> with celebrities. Uh, you know, like actually it's something that I'm talking more about on this show is this, um, the bias that we carry into conversations and the judgment, uh, and how it, it stops us in our tracks, you know, and, and how you got to push through that as an entrepreneur. So I, man, I totally applaud you for how you did that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that fire that you have now, like, where are you carrying that? Where is that going with you in the business? Do you have any ideas of where things are going? Like you're, um, uh, I, I forget what episode you're up to. You're, you're, you're starting to push 200 episodes. Um, I'm seeing you all over social media. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where your brand goes. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. So right now I'm in the phase of, of getting the systems all the way dialed in. Okay. Um, we, uh, we've been doing a lot of hires. Like last week we, we hired uh, an executive personal assistant and our, and our video editor. And next we got to get our uh, SEO specialist going okay. and uh, some guys that are really smart with data and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but um, so we're getting all the, the pieces in place so that we can really scale it to the best of our abilities. But right. what we're doing right now is, um, you know, I had the, I have a consulting practice where I help entrepreneurs launch their podcasts, get them ranked up, help them yep. make a thousand off their podcast a month or more, uh, help them interview celebrities, stuff like that, and increase their downloads by a thousand each month. So like, that's a great offer and it's been converting great and been help everybody. You got a hundred percent success rate for everybody we're working with, but I want to move away from the one-on-one -on -one consulting right. and turn it into a digital course and scale it out. Sweet. Um, so I can reach more people and also do other things that I want to do. But also we have uh, a podcast agency where we have a, a ton of clients that we, uh, you know, help produce our podcast each and every month so that they can focus only on the content creation and, and growing their business. So those have been two areas that we're working on. Um, and, you know, it, as in, this is something, you know, as this podcast, anybody's doing a podcast or if you're building any type of audience, man, if you're leaving affiliate income on the table, um, it's just too much to leave on the table. And the reason why I say that, um, so look at Pat Flynn or like John Lee Dumas. If you go to their websites, they show their income reports and over 50% of their income every month is, is affiliate in, uh, income. And what they do, it's really genius because they teach you a lot of stuff that only certain entrepreneurs will teach you if you buy their course. They're teaching you this stuff for free on platforms like a podcast or YouTube or whatnot. They're teaching you how to get the specific desired goal and then they recommend the, the products, the tools, the softwares or whatever they use right. to achieve that result. And then they, they get compensated in return by teaching you some really cool stuff. So uh, affiliate income, the agency and turning that uh, the, the consulting practice uh, more into a course and scale knowledge, the focus is for this, the remainder of this year, and next year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw that that was stuff that you're offering. And I, and I think that um, you'd be a cool guy to work with for a lot of my listeners, you know, um, uh, the way that you're, you're um, the way that you present yourself online. Um, you've got, I don't know, I think the word is mojo or something. I think um, like circling back, <laughs> well, that sounds very Austin Powers, doesn't it? But uh, uh, like, <laughs> right. 
Mojo um, from the dojo. <laughs> Mojo from the dojo, exactly. Uh, but you know, like, so, so I'm, I'm in my early fifties, and my generation. I think one of the big hangups that we have, uh, there's two things. Like, one is that we, uh, we're not used to putting ourselves out there. I'm Canadian as well, so we apologize for everything, right? But um, <laughs> I think there's 19 different way, meanings of the word sorry if you're Canadian. Uh, so, you know, like for our generation, it's a whole new thing. So uh, with, with you and the way you put yourself out there, you just lay it out there. Uh, so I think there's a lot of things that you do that are just there's a, these inherent lessons for people like me, uh, which I'm sure, f- you know, makes its way into the way that you teach people, the way you support people with your business. What kind of, what kind of clients do you typically work with when you're doing this stuff? Well, yeah, I'll get to that bit. Man, you brought up such a great point right there. Is all sure. right if we kind of stay on that? Cause I, yeah, think that's, totally. that, I think that might be really useful. Yeah. So like it's so it, even, even my generation, you know, I, I'm, I'm 30. So it's like, I'm not that, that far behind or whatnot. And, and even the people young, younger than me, um, self promo, self promotion can be awkward at times. You know what I sure. mean? And it's like, it's like, eh, you know, we're taught to be humble and stuff and not to, to brag or whatnot. But, but you're in this business in this day and age, you have to self promote and you have to essentially brag. And so like the, the way, the way to look at it when it's going to be awkward at first, but then you, you get it to where you're doing it, where you're not being like, I don't know, a maggot whenever you're bragging, you're just right. like, you're, you're, it's more so just not saying, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. You, you, you don't, you do less talking, you do more showing like, Hey, this is just what we just did. Check it out. You know, and, right. and, and you, you could do it in a cool way. So the way I like to look at it, and I feel like this is awesome is to be humble in your preparation and be cocky as shit in your execution. Nice. And, and so like what that means is like, you know, if you're, if you want to be the best at what you do, if you want to stand out, if you really want to make an impact and, and, and go down as legendary, um, if you're cocky all the time and think you know everything, you're, you, you, then you don't learn and then you don't get better because you think you know everything. And at that point, you cut yourself off. And obviously, you know, that's pretty common sense right there. Sure. So, so you're humble in your preparation. You're asking yourself the mindset you're telling yourself is, what what's one thing that I can derive from this that's going to help me get to the next level? What's one thing I could pull from this that I can add to my arsenal? You know, asking yourselves those types of questions and be humble and be, you know, talk less and listen more. But then when it comes time for execution, you know, when it, you got to have that confident voice in your, in your head, like, Hey, I'm a badass. I got this. Let's go dominate. You know, like when it's time to execute, you don't want to be humble anymore. You, you're, you're, you know it now and you're re- It's time to execute. So it's like, it's like, you know, the voice in your head and and so many people get that backwards like whenever they're going through the learning process they're like cocky like oh no you can't teach me anything whenever a mentor's talking to them and then when it comes time to execute they're like oh i don't know if i could do this blah 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 you got to flip that around it's got to be humble in your preparation gather everything you need to know practice it develop the skills and then when it comes time to execute go into your full confidence mode and just just put it out there and uh, let the at that point you let your um your uh subconscious take over in a sense, because you've eternalized these skills and developed them so much, just like walking, you don't have to think how to walk. You, you don't have to think at this point how to perform what you've been working on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. Totally agree. I loved what you said about um, being humble and yeah, being cocky in your execution. I think that's, that's a really, I think I said it right. Um, feel free to reframe it for me, but uh, you know, like for, for people of my generation, uh, quite often we're put in a position 
of having to reinvent ourselves these days. Um, if you're a little younger, you're kind of used to that because it's just the world you've stepped into. Uh, you know, like for me, I can recall uh, sort of uh, th this idea that not, no, not every job is forever. And, right. And we've sort of, we've been in that realm for like 20 plus years now, but when I was younger in my early thirties, that was a thing. So now the new normal is, you know, I think over 51, 50, over 50% 50 of us in the next 10 years are going to be self-employed, you know, working for ourselves in service-based industries, whether it's a side hustle or straight up the main thing we do. So yeah, like I just think what you're doing and how you, the stand you're making for, for everyone is super cool. I love it. Thanks, Duff. I appreciate that, my man. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your family, just to interject a little bit of fun stuff. Tell me about your family and, and, and stuff, Zach. Yeah, the uh, family's everything, man. Uh, you know, when I uh, grew up without a father, so, you know, I always wanted to have that father, uh, or I wanted to be that father that I didn't have growing up, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I made a bunch of poor choices and ended up going back to prison just 20 days before my twin sons were born, um, you know, that was like probably the best thing that could ever happen to me because it was so freaking painful that it woke me up. It was like, it was like, you know, you get dipped into the frying grease pan and you hit that grease and you shoot up and you're like, oh, I don't want it anymore. You know, it's like right. so painful. It's what I was going through. And it got me to really change my whole perception and, and, and paradigms of life. And so, you know, I did my time, did eight months, came home and being able to be in their lives ever since then, uh, actually in a couple of days on October, at the time it's recording on October 2nd, 2019 would be five years out for me. Um, you know, I've had, had, uh, we just had our daughter. She's about to turn one at the end of October. Awesome. Uh, just, just having a, uh, you know, family and being there in their lives every single day. It's, uh, that's huge, man. That was like, that at that point I finally had something, some goal to, to reach for something to live for. And obviously my, my, I, I hate using the word purpose cause everybody throws it around and sure. such a buzzword, but for real, like my, my passion and purpose, I have to have that and it's grown and evolved since then, but it's uh, it's a, it's a driving force in my life. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your family. I've seen some pictures online. You guys are a, a, a great looking lot. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting because as entrepreneurs reconciling sort of the relationship between our families, family life and how we, we manage our time around business and personal is a big deal, especially if it's kind of new and you're not used to that. So, yeah, um, you know, yeah, you're, you're doing it right. Thank you, brother. You're yeah, they, right. they, they look nice in pictures and then you get, you get to hang out with them for five minutes. You're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Actually, I, I get a good chuckle sometimes seeing your interactions online. You put online, it's kind of funny. So good for you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, honestly, right? Because like we tend to want to put everything perfect up there and it's fun to talk about the experiences we've had with our kids and uh, it's just kind of, it's cool. I love it. Right on, man. If you were to think about... Uh, uh, like one big insight you've had in this journey you've had with entrepreneurship, uh, you know, that you'd want to leave people with. I, I, I'm sure you've got a few, but uh, for someone who's following you, what's the biggest insight you can think of to give them uh, if they're just starting their journey to building a bit of a platform online or growing a business online or trying to find their clients online? What do you think? Man, um, it's kind of like threefold, but, Okay. For for the person that's kind of starting, it's kind of like three things that tie right in together and fit perfectly. Um, so 
number one, uh, stay into like a like an underdog mindset, uh, underdog mentality. And the reason why I say it, obviously, I'm I say that it's the whole reason why I started the show is because when sure. when you have your back against the wall, man, there's no place to go but forward. You can't go back anymore. And so if you want it bad enough, there's nothing that's going to stop you from moving forward. And a lot of times you start to have success. And then you get complacent, you rest on your laurels, what, you know, and you, and you stop working as hard and you're not as hungry. So if you can, you can get your mind in a place where it's like, you know, like I always like to visualize the worst case scenario. Like, man, if I don't go out and give my best today, then I'm going to lose everything that I've worked up until this point for, and I'm not going to get what I'm aiming for. So it's always like, it's always a constant, you know, cause you get to the point where you proved everybody else wrong it don't, you, you, they actually start believing you now. You, you got to raise your own standards and make it so, so it, it's a fine line between setting the bar so high and then low enough. So you got to find it to where it's high enough to excite you and motivate you, but it's not too far out of reach. And it's like, you got to balance that out. But it's got to make, it's got to be a good push. And so keep yourself in that underdog mentality. Then the, the second part of that would be to, um, to, to do it, man. Like to like this stuff that you're afraid of doing, you got to just, man, I know this is like, so like cliche, but you, you got to like learn to love the pain and, right. and, and dude, that's what, that's where the growth happens. Like I, dude, it, anytime I made any type of significant growth in my life, it came through a lot of pain. It came through a lot of suffering, a lot of not, not like suffering, but like, I guess those aren't the best words, but yeah, pain, man. Like it was like getting out of that comfort zone, experiencing like times where you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills this month, but I got to keep going with this business stuff. Like I've had those plenty of times, man. Um, you, you just got to do it. And, and like, you, like kind of to piggyback off what you're talking about, imperfect action, man, because right. you're never going to be perfect in the, fir- in, the, in the beginning. But, to, but to, to tie it all together, the third piece of that would be is to find somebody that already has what you want and become their student. Whether mm-hmm. you got to pay them money uh, barter services, connect them with some, someone in your network that would be a power play for them, uh, work for them, whatever way that you could figure out to exchange value with that person. Um, there's literally no faster way to streamline that process because at the end of the day, you can't skip certain steps. If you want to be a value, a value in the marketplace and actually have a business that's going to uh, impact other people and generate revenue, you, you better develop some skills that are going to be valuable to the marketplace because the markets, you can pretend on social media all you want but the market will always expose the fakes from the real so you got to develop those skills in the fastest way totally. to do it yeah mm-hmm. fastest way is getting somebody that can help you get there and streamline the process one of the topics i talk about on the podcast is this idea of slaying resistance and resistance is this interesting word that i hear people bring up a lot who are service-based entrepreneurs are like man i want to do this but i've got this resistance um if, if I was to ask you that question, resistance, like what is the resistance that you bump up against sometimes and how do you push through that? Yeah. So like, uh, we start this year, um, dude, I, like I said, I went through after network marketing at the beginning of 2017, went all the way yeah. until, till March of this year of 2019. So two years and a couple months of, I think the highest month before that I made was like $1,200. You know what I'm saying? It was okay. just, and that was like a couple of times and most of the times it's like two or three or $400 off affiliate income. That was it. Right. So I was struggling, man. It was, it was, it was tough. Um, and then this year we finally broke through and started producing like 20 K months and stuff like that. Nice. But you know, that was through constant, constant keeping the goal the same, but 
changing the approach of how we approach it, learning from what didn't work and, and, and implementing different things and getting the right mentorship. But like the resistance like I'm facing now is like, I get, I, I think this is what you're asking, but like, yeah. as far as like, sometimes I get like fear on, on, on investing in, in, in other things that I know I need to invest in that's going to take me to the next level or, or pulling the trigger on, on, on like, so there's this mastermind that I'm getting ready to get into and it's $3,000 a month. Yep. And, um, you know, th that's like, okay, it's a commitment. It's $3,000 a month, but Hey man, I'm going to be connected with some, with some power players that I want to be connected with. And I'm going to get direct access to this guy. that's going to help me do what I suck at is, which is systematizing a business. Like I'm the creative type. I'm not the analytical thinker. Nice. Um, and so I'm going to get connected with a guy that's going to help me do all that, you know? So it's like, that's some of the resistance I face. And whenever I feel that, but I know that's what I need to do, man, I'm, I'm the type that will, that will go ahead and roll the dice. Now that got me in a lot of trouble growing up because I didn't make calculated risk. But now that sure. I'm a little bit wiser than what I used to be, now I can actually weigh these things out and still be able to take those risks, but not so much of the stupid ones like I used to. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, it's really cool insight just about taking measured risks. Um, it's a big part of owning your own business, right? Like you don't take any risk, nothing happens. So yeah, that's cool. I, for some reason, I'm, I'm thinking back to like, you know, reading your bio and listening to some of your videos before the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, we haven't really gotten too deep into your story. You know, you've referenced it about, uh, but I, I, I'm really interested in when you first came out and you were bumping up against folks that were just like saying, yeah, you know what? Uh, just that kind of bias that people had uh, at the beginning, because I think that that's a huge insight that you can give a lot of my listeners, um, whatever, whatever bias they're bumping up against, you know, a lot of that stuff is in our own head and we have to figure out a way to push through it. Um, if you were to sort of say, what was one thing you did at that moment or in that time, like what would be your biggest insight there? To be, be stubborn with your goal, but not, yeah. Not with your approach, man. Uh, Cause like, I've always been stubborn. Like I've always been told, no, you can't have this or whatever. And I've always been the rebellious type and we all have that rebellious spirit. I mean, humans are just naturally rebellious. Uh, sure. You know, we don't, we don't like to be oppressed in any way, shape or form. And so I was running into all that and you know, everybody's like, Oh, it's just a matter of time before he goes back to prison or nobody, you know, where they were laughing at me when I was in network marketing saying like this dude's a clown or whatever. Right. And that was just, for me, you know, some people sometimes get discouraged by that. For me, uh, that was, that was motivating. Uh, like I, I actually, it, it pissed me off, but, um, it was actually motivating in a sense, uh, because man, when people are, are counting you out and they're, and they're saying that you can't have it and stuff like that just, it, it pisses me off and it's extra fuel to the fire in a sense, um, versus, you know, if everybody's just like, yeah, you're, you'll, you'll make it like, it's cool to have that encouragement factor from the right people but i i actually like to have people that don't believe in the actual thing right yeah that was that was uh, i loved your response about that just sort of you know when people are kind of uh when you're bumping up that against that bias as an entrepreneur like it's so important i totally agree with you just figure out a way to use that uh that response to you as fuel to move you forward i mean it's literally one of the key mental muscles you have to build i think when you're in entrepreneurship it just is you know it just yeah, totally yeah. is See, where i've messed up though is like for a long time 
it's great to use that to feel you, but you've got to, you've got to be stubborn with the goal, but change the approach. So I messed up a lot where I just kept running into the same brick wall over and over and over without trying to, trying to throw the rope over the top and climb it and stuff. Right. So, so keep it, let it, let it feel you, let, let, you know, let it, let it kind of get you a little pissed off, get the extra jet fuel going, but uh, definitely uh, figure out different ways to uh, attack the goal, you know, instead of just trying the same thing over and over and over without right. it working. Right. Right. Uh, well, um, I, I really enjoyed talking today, uh, Zachary. It's you're, you're a super fun interview. Um, I'd love following you on social media. I love your videos. Like I said, and, um, I'm excited to see where underdog empowerment goes. I'm excited to see your movement growing. Right on, man. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, now, if people want to learn more about underdog empowerment, where should they go to? Uh, right on, definitely would be the podcast. Um, and it's underdog empowerment. You could pr pretty much find it on any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts to. Um, but to make it really simple for you guys, you can just go to underdogempowerment.com. And right there on the front page, you could scroll down a little bit. There's a little button that says subscribe to the podcast and you can go on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whichever platform you enjoy listening on. I uh, hope to see you guys over there. And Duff, uh, thanks again for having me on the show, man. Oh, Zach, it was really cool to have you. I'm, I'm excited to get to know you a bit more. And um, I guess I'm showing up on your show in a few, few weeks. So that'll be fun as well. So yeah, super fun to have you here on Off My Duff. And uh, yeah, anything else that you'd like to tell my listeners again they're kind of early stage entrepreneurs just trying to get her going trying to get started trying to get off their butts their backsides i guess and get some things going in their businesses um any advice you want to give them just a parting parting shot here yeah man it's probably not the most popular advice or, or the most sexiest piece of advice but it's definitely real um it's gonna it's gonna suck in the beginning probably and you're probably not going to see a whole lot of success in the beginning. And there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to almost even almost second guess what you're doing at, at a point where you're like, like I, there's been plenty of times where, where we, where I was like, man, I'm not going to give up because it's just not who I am, but is this ever going to work? Like we're so far behind on our bills. Um, it, the stress was crazy, but, um, it's really is true, man. That book, Think and Grow Rich, where they talk about, man, uh, most people quit when they're three feet away from gold. And it's always the most stressful, intense, like, oh my God, moments right before you break through. That's exactly how it was with me, man. I had ended up getting a title loan on my on my car on my Aspen for 4000 You know, title loan interest rates are ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I did that just to get into this one mastermind, which was I wouldn't recommend going to get a title loan, but it was actually a really smart move on hindsight. It wasn't smart move doing it in the beginning, but hindsight, uh, that getting in that mastermind, I learned how to really position myself and craft um, offers that people actually uh, bought and helped them with. So yeah, man, it's going to be tough. Uh, but if you want it bad enough and, you, and, and you're, and you could stick through the suck and you're willing to suck for a while to develop those skills, it'll, it'll happen. Cool. All right, so I'll just repeat that URL um, to, to go and check out Zachary Babcock, underdogempowerment.com. Uh, that's U-N-D-E-R-D-O-G, empowerment, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T.com, underdog empowerment. 
uh, and I would encourage you to do so. He's he's a fantastic guy, and there's some great insights in his videos and content out there. Zachary, thank you so much for being on Off My Duff today. Dude, Duff, thank you so much for having me, man. I had a blast. I did too. It was fantastic. And so all my listeners, thank you for coming today. I uh, look forward to talking to you next time, speaking to you next time, speaking to our, our cool guests that we have on here. And in the meantime, remember, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy, and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Bye now.